This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane here with Chris Valente. Chris, hola. Hola, Rob. Yeah, I went uh, Spanish. Bueno, buenos noche. Noches or no... Uh, buenos noche. Noche. No, noche. No chase, I think. Really? Buenos noches. Is that a good night? I, buenos uh, dias. Who the hell cares? Anyway. Alina, uh, Alina can correct us. Someone can correct us. I mean, we've got uh, listeners from all over the uh, globe. Um, welcome to another uh, wonderful edition of Front Office Features. <laughs> uh, we start off with a bang. Anyway, um, how are you doing? I'm okay. I don't believe you. You don't have to believe me. It's been... I, 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 th- I was telling you right before we hit the record, play button, whatever... I'm having what I think I can determine as pandemic burnout. Not fatigue, burnout. Like you're just done. I'm I'm done. So and what does burnout mean in your mind? What have you noticed that's different between fatigue and burnout? And how are you feeling like how does that transpire into like everyday life? Uh I'm a little bit more on edge. It's things at that work? Tip- Yeah, definitely at work. Things that don't bother me have been bothering me. Uh, stuff that I'm usually just like, yeah, no big deal is really getting to me. The mindset of going through these next couple months is kind of getting me down in terms of having to renegotiate everything again. I I just want, I just want to go back to normal. (laughs) And I know like, look, understanding everybody's in a different situation and I've gotten through this thing pretty good, but I think it's the, the dark, the cold, stuck inside no real real end in sight for our industry i know there's an end in sight for the pandemic but uh yeah no i've i've had a i've had a on edge week no doubt about it i feel you i feel the edginess does that make sense yeah i just there's there's certain things that i'm just like i don't want to deal with <laughs> and I have to, and I feel like I just dealt with them, and I I feel like we're now at a point where a lot of people don't know what to do anymore. Like, our group has not had a pause button this whole entire time, right? Like, so from day one of the pandemic, my group has had to go at 100 miles per hour, whether it be to save money, push money, renegotiate, sell new stuff. We have so many properties that we still work on. There really hasn't been like this down time for us in the pandemic. It's been go, 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 go. And now that other stuff is starting to fire back up, people are looking to our group to help 
and save and salvage their stuff. And there's just so much stuff on our plate and you don't know which way to turn. And you just know that like 90% of the stuff you're doing right now isn't going to come to fruition in full. Yeah. And it's just kind of gets you like in a weird spot of what am I doing? And then you got to snap out of it because you have to snap out of it. And you got to power through. And I get that. But like this week has just been, it's been long. It's been hard. I should. Jeez, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's really just like, I'm having one of those weeks and I, it's, there's like everything. It's just everything just piled up. And I just finally was like down here in my basement where I'm always at. I was like, I just need to get out of here. Like, I just need to get out of here right now. And I feel like everyone hits that point at this during this pandemic at, at a certain level. And I finally got to it. And I, I don't know what to do about it because you really can't do anything about it. Like it is what it is. It's a pandemic still. You can't just go out. You can't just go to things. It's still New England. It's freezing cold. It is. My kids have actually been pretty, have been great. It's not them. It's just a lot of stuff where you're just like, all right, I, I kind of need this to be over. Cause in my world, I still have another, in your world, we kind of have another year of this. Like, yeah, the, it's, we're not going to see normalcy again, probably for you and I till like April of next year. Where, yeah, where it's, like, full stadiums and no right. masks and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, like, that's a long way away. <laughs> so Yeah, from, you're... But hopefully... People are telling me maybe this summer. Yeah, it, look, it'll be... There's no doubt it will be, be better in 2021. But for what you and I and most people need it, need it to be, we're probably talking NFL, NHL, back end of the season in 2021. We're gonna go through a rough period for the next couple months for sure, and I think it's just it's just it's just hitting me like a ton of bricks of like a lot of the stuff I'm doing every day is not for naught. It's just it's not gonna be what I hope it to be or completed to be. Like it's just I don't know. It's just way I have I have literally pandemic burnout right now. It's not fatigue. It's I'm I'm kind of fried. Like I'm not. Gonna Are you lie. allowed to go to Fenway at all? Yeah, our office is open two days a week. If you go, so that you have to get tested twice the twice in the week, you have to drive in, drop off your test, wait for results, and then you have access to go into the office. You have to wear a mask the whole time you're there. You can't meet with anybody. There's really no reason for me to go in, other than what I just said to get out of my house. But it's bringing a risk that doesn't need to be had to solve that problem. Yeah, I will say this. I've been able to go and be with people a couple of times during the week as you go to the construction trailers and uh, and, and we have to move out of McCoy by Sunday. Um, so I've been around people. I will say being around other human beings helps. I can't do the Zoom stuff much longer. I, I the, the Zoom things stink. I'm done with that. I'm that. Uh, yeah, I am with you there. It's I, so inefficient. I, I also. Did I just yell that? You did. Um, uh, I mean, and we've been doing like a couple, we've been doing some sales training and now I know like everyone in high school or any age right now is learning nothing, by the way, because sitting on a Zoom for two hours to listen to someone talk to you is just, it's the worst. It's not going to work. And then. I don't know. Yeah, and it's just it's just a lot. It's just a lot. And I, I I do miss like being at the ballpark or hearing 
sounds and the game and the like just the atmosphere that you're used to being in and to, it's been it's been over a year and it's just it's crazy it's I've, been over a, over a year from the last time I was at a baseball game was in 2019 yeah right right it was, it was September of 2019 I mean we stunk in 2019 so we didn't make the playoffs I haven't been at a baseball game since September of 2019 yeah it's it's tough to go through. It really is. Um, it, it, I think we all go through kind of our ups and downs of this. And I can't imagine, and a lot of our listeners are looking at this, is like listening to this and like, you know, trying to find a job during this time has got to be, Oh, you know, I, there's got to be a lot of ups and downs to that too. I will tell you, every time and every night I get into bed, I literally have to remind myself how lucky I am. No, how I'm lucky employed. I am. I'm, And I have an amazing job with an amazing organization and i'm extremely lucky in that regard and i sometimes feel guilty feeling this way but i being honest and not transparent right now like i i have a i had a rough i've had a rough week i've i had a much better day today 100 percent better day today it started off rocky but it got better i, I you know where actually like i went out it snowed it snowed here we got like four or five inches yesterday which actually was a blessing in disguise because i got my kids out of the house and I went outside after I did some of my calls this morning and they were playing and I just went and played with them. And it was like, it changed my tune immediately because it was just like outside, having fun, yeah. not worried about stuff. And it got my mind off of other things. And the rest of my afternoon when I came back and did some work was that much better. But yeah, no, I, I miss like just going out with friends or or going to just, just there's certain things this week that just came compiling on. And I was like, oh. Like going to dinner or something like something. that. Something. Like, like you and I have been, we tried to go to dinner a year ago, right? We played a dinner a year ago. And we still and haven't we been able to do go. that. No. Yeah, because we, we were like, oh, let's go mid-February, early March. <laughs> and yeah, no. I, so anyway, um, I'm doing better tonight. I am doing better tonight. But I, it That's was good. a, it was a. I'd call it burnout. I was a little burnt out. Little things were setting me off at work. I was a little on edge and a little agitated with certain folks and certain things that were happening. And I'm typically a person who just lets that stuff roll off my back and I move on. And this week it was not happening. I, I think Rachel, credit. I struggle with that. I Rachel, those types of Rachel was like, I lose my mind. She was like, "Who are you yelling at?" <laughs> she was like, "She's like, all I hear you is you yelling at your computer." And I was like, "Yeah, I know." And I, I wasn't like yelling at people like berating them i was expressing my frustration to other people and i yeah. was getting fired up about it i wasn't like yelling at people being yeah. like you're doing a bad job or something no i wasn't doing it, it was none of that i i i've done that like twice in my life i'm and, frustrated about this point yeah like i've never i've only yelled i think at staff twice in my life because again like i don't let work usually get me to that point i'll get it i'll fire them up in a different way or like Whatever, but I never like screaming at people. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a screamer at people. Like I just. Did I ever don't... tell you what happened? I got a funny. Uh, did I ever tell you I lost my temper in Scranton one time, and uh, in a staff meeting, uh, I come in and uh, it was a staff meeting, game day meeting, and something triggered me. I don't know. Someone didn't have. I don't know. They, something triggered me, and I lost it. Like I lost my temper. Like I lost it. Stormed out like a baby. And I had a temper tantrum. I literally had an adult temper tantrum in front of 30 of my colleagues, right? What set you off? I think it was, we go around and basically say, all right, what's going on for tonight? And then anything that we need to improve upon from yesterday. Was there anything like 
that we need to improve upon from yesterday. Or And no one said anything. And the night before wasn't great. I was like, and then I lost it. I lost it. I just lost my mind. I lost my mind. I started yelling and screaming. You're telling me that we didn't do anything. Uh, what about this, 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 and this? Or what about that? What about? And I like lose it. Like I lost it. I have no like blackout. Uh, <laughs> lost my mind. You know, I had that happen to me too. It was the same situation. It was like a post game night, and it was a disaster of a game. And everyone was in the office, kind of like joking around afterwards. Oh, that's and I was when like, people are joking oh. around, and you're pissed off. It's like the worst like, thing ever. Oh no, 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 no! Like people were worried about like, where's the pizza? I'm like, where's the pizza? Like I'm about to show you what the pizza is because I'm about to <laughs> shove it down your throat if you talk about this. Like it was a disaster of a game. The promotions went wrong. People weren't where they were supposed to be. And I was like, okay, that like those are, those are gonna happen. In a long season, you're gonna have those mess ups. But if you come back downstairs and you're everyone's just like joking around like nothing even happened, I lost it. This is this is like I don't know. I was like 24 at the time. I lost my shit. Yeah. And uh, everyone's, I mean, but yeah, I'm not a screamer at, at staff or people like that. But I was like, I was talking to more of my colleagues and stuff was coming to me and I was then venting loudly to them. And I think they were kind of like, because I don't get like that. They were like, oh man, he must be really fired up. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so did I, I, I have to tell you how I, uh, I redeemed myself the next day in the staff meeting. Did you bring ice cream or something? <laughs> no, I embarrassed myself. Would you? <laughs> and I, um, I wore a uh, woman's tank top and a mini skirt uh, out <laughs> into the <laughs> full front office uh, meeting, and I. Uh, May I coupled? You made a couple. I, I, I make. Uh, I did that, and I publicly apologized, and you know, in, embarrassed myself. Everyone got a good laugh, and we moved on to the next day. You can't do that in twenty twenty one anymore, Rob. Um, it was probably right. You probably can't anymore, right? No, you, you probably can't do that in twenty twenty one anymore. Um, <laughs> I was just having fun. I know it. I, yeah, I know. I still probably can't do that in twenty twenty one anymore. But uh, no, you definitely can't. You definitely but my, can't. But. but um, I, did embarrass myself pretty good. Which is, yeah, of course, it was probably hilarious. And I don't think it was offensive. Yeah, everyone was it, laughing. It wasn't meant to be offensive at all. But. Oh, of course not. If anyone talks to offensive, cheese oh man, come on, relax. But the point of everything I just shared was it's okay to not be okay. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel. But if you're having those type of days or weeks, don't let it eat up inside and, and talk about it. Because I've started to tell more people about it. And as... I've told yeah. more people about it. They've given me reassurances and it made me feel better. So, and the other thing I've, I'm, I'm, I've, I've completely realized what I have to do no matter what. This is a side of, but right now, even more so in the pandemic, I have to stay out of the news and Twitter and social. Like, it's just, I think that's the other thing. It was, it was such a long couple months from the election, the election didn't end into the holidays, into the insurrection of the Capitol into impeachments, the whole thing, like, it's just, it's been non nonstop, right? It's just been constant chaos while you're I've trapped in your I've uncanny ability to stay out of the news, that which, kind of stuff. Look, which is great. And I You mean, asked me four things today, and it's like, hey, did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? And did you hear about this? I was like, huh. No, that doesn't <laughs> shock me in the slightest. And I, I'm, right now I'm envious because <laughs> no, I need no, to get no, out of the news. I haven't. Um, so, but you did hear about the thing we're going to talk about. Uh, but no, I, I think that too is just, it's just too much going on. There's just too much. So I just need to like focus on what matters 
and do my job and take care of my kids and my family. And that's what I need to focus on. So, yeah. Well, knowing you, I'm not worried about it. I'll be fine by this. I'm, I'm better. I'm fine today, actually. But I will it, say this. Sometimes I'll come into this thing, this thing as in recording a podcast. I'll be stressed out of my mind. And then, like, we turn on the mics and it's like, oh, yeah, I'll be all right. Totally. No, I'm, I'm good now. Like, I, I'm better. I was better this afternoon. But I, I wanted people to know, like, it's okay to have those moments because I had that, like, I'm going to burn down my house. <laughs> I just Don't need to get that. out. I need to get out of here. And that'll give me a reason to leave. You just so. built a nice uh, patio. You know? Yeah, I know. I'd love to be able to see that's the thing. I'd love to be able to go sit out there right now. It's just, it's the winter. It's New England. I get it. All right. I'm done. I'm done. We'll, we'll, all right. Go. Can I tell you something good? Yes. Let's, let's move on to positive. All right. So we all know for the last, I don't know, month ish, not month, a little less than a month. Last few weeks, we've been talking about the, Jobs we've got posted for the uh, Worcester Red Sox. Yep. So we got remember we got to hire a ticket salesperson and a corporate partnership services person. <gasps> Excuse me. Um, ticket sales job. Get this. Person sends an email and says, you know, uh, thanks for talking with me. Here's I want to show you something. What they show is this is where I stood on the sales board of my previous company. As you can see, I am number one in new business, number one in total revenue, number one in clients. Here is a, uh, here is a creative uh, ticket thing that they did and described there. Here is seven different positive emails that I have copied and pasted from, my, uh, from some, of, some of my clients. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Wow. Right. Right. So it was out of this world good. I, 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 applaud, I applaud that person, and I hope that person is round two or round three. Oh, I think they may have skipped two and just are going to three. That was uh, – they were really good. That's that was, I mean, it's really impressive. It's very – it's out of the box. It's to the point. It's relevant, and it's pretty concise. Love it. Yeah. So – Excellent. Excellent. Have also had some terrible ones, too. I'm sure. Second well, round interviews. And I feel bad because the, uh, you know, the, they basically go with the person that they're going to be working closely with. And then they, them and the, those two and I talk. And they feel like they're bringing them, right? So it's like yeah. they're going to be good. And when they stink, they feel they, like, curl up in the corner. Oh, of, of course. The Zoom. And it's like, I don't know what happened. Um but some of the one why they stink, no depth, Ooh. no depth. As so what do you in, mean by that? I so uh, uh, the way I mean by that is there's either just quick yes or no answers, and no um, like a person I ask like what's your why like why are you doing this why are you trying to do this job with the Worcester Red Sox, you know I really. Uh, want to see my career grow, and I want to run a sports team. How are you going to get there? Well, I just want to get get in and start working my way up so that I can achieve my dream of running a sports team. You just uh, said nothing. You just said cliches. And I just, you just said cliches. You just said cliches, and it's like you didn't give me anything. So I said, I, I'm like, 
I'm Bernadette goes, take it easy. As, uh, <laughs> as I'm emailing, uh, uh, as I'm talking to this guy, I was like, take me deeper. Like, did you go to sports at sporting events? What did you enjoy when you were there? What about the business of that? Can you, uh, that, what about the business of this that makes you special? Sometimes I'll ask the question, um, there's 300 people. We're down to like 15. Congratulations. Why should I hire you and not the other 300? Right. And sometimes that like takes him back. It was like, I don't know. Right. Like you see the deer in headlights look. Yep. And uh, some, so the depth of not like knowing why you want to do this. What is what is the reason that you're trying to do this besides, hey, I'm kind of in my parents' basement and I need a job. Yeah, no, I, I that's. That's frustrating. I mean, it's the only thing is, it, look, it immediately puts you on the sidelines. That's all I can why, tell you. Why, you know, what, so what would be a good answer? The good answer would be something of like, someone gave me a good answer is, um, they were, it was for the services job. And he's like, you know, when you go talk to a corporate partner, uh, I assume he had some experience. So it's like you're working through some of their, that you're solving their problem, right? You are, they want to market to a specific uh, group of people. You have that specific group of people. They are trying to do this in their organization. How do they use the stuff that you have to solve that problem? He goes, I love problem solving. Problem solving is one of my favorite things. And I sat down with this client previously and did X, Y, and Z, and that increased their you know, number of impressions or social stuff or whatever that they were trying to do you know, by this much. And like that problem solving path that we went through. I love that. That's why I do this. Is that being on that path? I love that path. That's a hell of a lot better than I'm just trying to get my foot in the door and climb up the corporate ladder and uh, blah, blah, blah. That has no depth. That's just, you're trying to bullshit a bullshitter and you can't do that. (laughs) Right. It just doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It really does. Like, it immediately disqualifies you. Tell me the truth. Yeah, like, and that's where I, it's what it is, right? We were talking about before, again, before we hit record, we have our podcast before our podcast. We should, we should record. <laughs> we should really record. We should record that. We'd get uh, in so much trouble oh, for I'd that be, podcast. I, yeah. I, we would, I'd be fired but six like, times. It's about being who you are and authentic. Like, our business, you're not the sleazy salesperson. You're not like the kind of like, pulling crazy tactics we're selling fun we're selling sports we're selling experiences we're selling people who want to go hang out with you and go to the ballpark in the suite and grab a beer and have some chicken wings like that's who you need to be and like that's what you need to be in an interview because when someone asks you that question just tell the truth like yeah why do you really want this job you don't want this job because you like you like to be on the brand side and like it's just don't be cliche just be no i i really want to be a part of this job because i've gone to sporting events my whole entire life the feeling that i get when i'm inside that building is second to none having the ability to be doing this for a full-time living and create those experiences for other people i want to wake up every day when i get out of bed and run through that wall and go to work because my don't consider it work because i'm going to be working with great people creating great experiences for brands and on the flip side hey i get paid to do this that's my goal like, I'd be like, okay, like you're hired. Yeah. Like, you can feel authenticity, right? When but you talk to somebody, it's, and and when it's, people don't have it, oh, it's like sometimes I'm the worst. At, one time and another time, a good Scranton story. Maybe I was just immature during this time. There was a guy that I just couldn't handle. Like, I couldn't handle, 
And I just said, all right, you're not a fit for this. Thanks. And I <laughs> in the just, middle of the interview? I just, in the middle of the interview. I just said, thanks. This isn't going to work out. I appreciate your time. But see ya. And this was face-to-face interviews. These weren't Zooms. Yeah, guy, I, I was like, going to ask you. I haven't, because I have, we haven't done any, we're not hiring. Um, we haven't hired since it started. How are the Zoom interviews? Are they hard? Fine. Um, uh, are talking to us harder, right? Like uh, talking to your colleagues harder? It's just different. You don't get the right feel. It's better than doing only phone. Are it's they than showing the up dressed to the nines or are they showing up kind of different, casual? So, so far has been good. Okay. So far has been, so far has been good. They're, but I don't, I'm, I'm only on the second ones, right? So the first ones I hear occasionally there'll be some like, you know, hoodies. And I'll say, oh, they're showing up not casual. And then I'm in a hoodie, right? Like, uh, <laughs> but I get to do that, right? I'm not the one uh, interviewing. Um so yeah, there's but so far the only thing that I get annoyed with uh, is internet. Like I like I know it's not that person's fault. Oh, like the but cut, it's like cutting, cutting I, out I, I, and everything. You know, I know it's that not that person's fault. That person obviously is yeah. Uh, he can't control the internet. Right. But uh, I get that. But it like it just can't you find a good spot in your house? Can you practice this before? I know, yeah. It's you know what I'm saying, but obviously, like you can't do that. You can't hold it against them, though. No, of course not. Of course not. I'm just saying it annoys me. Yo, it annoys me in every. It's like day. driving behind somebody slow. You can't it, control it, but like every day on Zoom, you're, someone's going, "Hurry up!" You're like, "Yo, we can't hear you." Nope, you're on mute. Uh, you're cutting out. Uh, you're frozen. Uh, oh god, pandemic you're, burnout. Pandemic yeah. burnout. <laughs> you're lose your mind. The. Uh, it's like that workday commercial. Do you ever see that? It's I like, have. Workday. Yep. Workday. And then they have all the cliches after you get on mute. Oh, oh hey, Bob, you're on mute. And then, oh, there he is. Oh, <laughs> and <you> God. The... <laughs> I just, yeah. It's, 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 been a, it's been a year. It's been a year. Um, I was in like CES last, time, this last year this time. Uh, Having so a lot more fun in Vegas. Vegas. To, I went from Vegas to Miami to, to Fort Myers. To my basement. That was the transition. <laughs> hey, you went out, you know, in a blaze. Went out with a bang. Yeah, went out with a bang. Um, like Bon Jovi said. But uh, yeah, so Blaze of Glory, by the way, is the best Bon Jovi song. Really? Yeah. Not living on a prayer. That's uh, that song did end my wedding though. Yeah, I mean it's it's an amazing sing along song. It's the best character. It's a great sing along song. Yeah. It's a great night closer song. Totally. Because you're. Everyone knows Usually, the words. Everyone knows the words. Everyone knows the words. You come out of the womb knowing the words to uh, to that song, and it's we ended our wedding in that. And we're all drunk and we're all singing the song, and it's like end the wedding better. Well, I won't. I won't try and. I won't try and beat you. <laughs> do it. Do it. What no, I, we did piano man. I think we talked about this. Did we? I think we did. This is yeah, deja- piano having... man's fine. P- piano man's. Everyone fine. knows the Same. words. Everyone knows the words. Same principle, different song. Very different, very different, um, I would say, like, one is a rock song and one is a, me- like, a melody. Yeah, right. Right, so go out with a rock song. Got it. That one's better. Got it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Point Rob. <laughs> hey, look, it's a, you took the jersey. You, 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 had a, you had a jersey guy close your wedding. That's, what, that's all I know. That's um, fine. I don't care. I had fun. We were, another thing we were talking about in our, pre, our pre-podcast podcast, uh, we should be retired right now. Stocks. GameStop. 
GameStop, yeah. So I don't know enough about this, right? I told you I you know, put my money in my 401k and I have IRAs or whatever, but they kind of sit there and I don't ever look at them besides the annual thing. I, this year, I started putting money in the stock market just because I felt like it was the right thing to do. So, so I know enough to be dangerous, but I don't know enough, right? So you were telling me, what, that you could buy options against stocks, right? That's called short selling because you're basically saying um, you're you short it's like, the stock. So you say you like you're saying it's going to go down. So like you're you're like you're betting that it's going to be at a lower price at a certain point, and then when the, the difference is what you get to buy it back at. So it's shorting. So the stock. I play craps when I go to the so you casino. Bet, it's you don't, you're you're betting the don't pass line. Exactly with the people that you hate. Yeah, I I so there was one night in Vegas. I maybe had way too much to drink, maybe, and maybe definitely had way too much <laughs> to drink. And I was with this guy. And I was still learning craps, and he's like, watch me. Just follow me. And I was with that guy. I never walked away with more money from a uh, from a playing night at craps than I did with that guy, who was the biggest jerk of all time, And but I won money. I didn't say nothing. You were playing the don't pass line? For one night, yeah, and I made like 300 bucks. I would have punched you. I, whenever someone's on the table. So then, I after I walked out of there, I was with friends. I walked out of there and I said, I, I don't care how much money I won. I did not like the way no. I felt after no, that. No, no. You're I, like, you're betting, you're like the house. No, you're 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 a scumbag. I, I literally, you're whenever a scumbag. I, when I play craps and someone's betting the don't pass line and I win and it, and it, hits, the, and it hits the point, I'd say, pay me with that person's money. Don't take their money. I want that person's money. <laughs> take that person's money from right there and pay me with their money. Craps is my favorite. You are a jackass game. if you bet the don't pass line. Craps is my favorite oh, one by it's, far. It's, my, my, I'll play craps. I'm not even exaggerating. I've played craps from 10 p.m. till 10 a.m. before. Like, I love craps. Craps I've is gone from, so good. I've gone 12 hours on a craps table and then gone to the buffet, got breakfast, and then passed out at the pool in Vegas. This is back in the day. Like, I'm not doing that right now, probably. I, maybe I could do it for one night. You could do it for a night. I could definitely do it for a night. Um, but I used to do it for three nights. But that was our go-to. Like, we would take over the craps table. Like, a bunch of us would go to Vegas. And that's the most fun because you play with your buddies. Because I could play with you at Blackjack. I could win a bunch. You could lose a bunch. It kind of stinks, right? Like... Yeah, no, uh, craps is way better. Craps, we're all in it together. They're all going to win. We're all in it together. That's, I, we're, we're so on the same page. Yeah. Craps, and like, I feel uncomfortable when, like, I don't know, I, I'm not great at like quick, simple math. I don't know. Like, yeah. So counting to 21 takes me a little bit. Like, eight plus seven, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm going to need a second. Don't hit. <laughs> and, uh, so then, like, say so you do hit, right? Well, it depends. And well, that, it depends, yeah. But depends. So depends. 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 Like, yeah, no. no. You have to play, that's the thing about blackjack. You have to play right, or if you're with people who know how to play right, they're gonna hate you. Right. So I'm definitely the guy. Craps is the craps is the only game in the in the casino. The odds are not against you, and you actually play with your friend. You play with your friends. So like when everyone hits, and the you're point, all in it together. Right. It's so that's much, the thing. If yeah. I win, you win. Yep. Yep. Right. You Except might win more because on don't pass line. Yeah. Right. So you might. Uh, win more because you have different bets other places right but the camaraderie oh, of a crats table so on a much. hot craps table oh, yeah. is so good much it's the best game and it's the best game oh ever. it's it's so good and i'm gonna make the awkward transition the other thing that's really good but our uh episode today chris is brought to you by our great friends and partners 
and wonderful people at San Diego State uh, University Sports MBA program. It's good to read their uh, read their ads again, don't you think? It's amazing. I, I'm I'm jealous of Mr. Minto. My parents are leaving or supposed to leave this Sunday for San Diego for their retirement. You know what starts tomorrow? Tomorrow's Thursday. It's the Farmers Open, which happens at Torrey Pines. San Diego. Yeah, right. One of my favorite things. All right. So, uh, love San Diego State. Love San Diego. Love Scott Minto and the whole uh, SDSU Sports NBA program. So, whether you're currently in a sports role or you're looking to give your skills a boost or you want to pivot to a career in sports, the sports-focused MBA program at SDSU can help you get there. Join SDSU's 400-plus alumni, my favorite being uh, little Jackie Tipton, who's, you know, a boss with the Penguins, right? He's vice president of the corporate partnerships. Um, SDSU's 400-plus alumni with exciting roles in college athletics, pro sports, agencies, brands, and many more segments of the industry by enrolling in the next cohort, cohort, Jesus, man, of SDSU Sports MBA students this fall. Applications are now open through March 1st, so you got like a month. And due to the COVID-19 adjustment this year only, there is no GMAT or GRE required. To attend an information session, speak to an alum, or start your application, visit sdsu.edu backslash sports MBA. I'm going to read that again because they are fantastic. sdsu.edu backslash sports MBA. And we have one of their uh, current students, uh, Alina, uh, as our social media and marketing person. Is that what the uh, we want to give her a title? She could be uh, chief. She's chief. Intern? Chief. She's chief marketing officer of uh, front office features. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. CMO, yeah. baby. Congratulations. <laughs> she, she, is, she is the CMO of, uh, of front office what features. A, what a promotion in the middle of the interview. Uh, uh, <laughs> Put that on your resume, Alina. CMO. Right? Why not? Well, I'll, I'll vouch for it. See him. <laughs> and, and, and that's a perfect example that titles are free. <laughs> Always ask for the money. <laughs> Call yourself a janitor. I don't care. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So if you, if you don't want to go to San Diego State, you can play. You can, you can buy GameStop stock. Um, so well, can we explain more how this works? We got way off on... We, uh, on craps, so I love craps. But no, it's the. It, I miss you, going to casinos. Oh, I, I want to go to a casino. You do. I I agree. So like, it's the perfect. It was a perfect analogy that you had though. Like betting against the don't pass line is what short selling is. You you short sell saying the stocks should go back and you buy it back at a lower price. And, and it's also make, called options, right? Options are different. Okay. Uh, well, sort of. Anyway, we have to give everyone a Wall Street. So what happened was in this situation, Reddit. A, Reddit, a subreddit called Wall Street Bets or something like that got together and bandied about and said, We're, we see there's a ton of short money in the game stock stock. Rightfully so. Like GameStop is obviously in trouble right now. Like everything is downloaded. Video games are all downloaded. It's becoming like Blockbuster 2.0. So they pumped the stock. It's like people do called pump and dump with penny stocks. They pumped the stock up, kept buying, 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 buying. That forces the hedge funds who do all these short sales to then go cover their losses and kept buying the stock, buying the stock, buying the stock. 
It drove it up like 350% in two it was days. was at like $18 like yeah, a week it's ago. At, it's at and now it's 300 There's a guy. So the guy that was leading this charge on Reddit, he's been posting his screenshots of his account. He made $33 million in two days. $33 million. He's got to sell, right? So he hasn't sold yet. Because... This is this this here's the thing. Anyone out there listening, do not I'm this do not, not do this. Do not do this. Do not go buy into this because they did the same thing with AMC Day. AMC went up 300% today. AMC Theaters 300%. They pumped AMC. They also pumped Bed Bath and Beyond up 60% today. Stocks that are obviously been destroyed by the pandemic have just been absolutely shorted by these hedge fund sellers just destroying the stock, driving it down. These people came in and like said, nope, we're going to screw you. And Steve Cohen, we can tie it back to sports. Steve Cohen, the new owner of the Mets, had to give his buddy $2.8 billion the other day to help him cover his losses that he was having on GameStop. What? Yes. $2.8 billion. Just, how do you just give him that much money? He gave him $2.8 billion as a, as a like, I guess, a loan. To save that guy's cap, this hedge fund because it had so much shorted stock against GameStop, I just saw. So, short sellers lost fourteen point three billion dollars today on the GameStop stock. Today. What? Because of how high they drove the price of the stock, so now everyone's like crying, like SEC's trying to shut them down, but a lot of people are coming out and saying, "Well, hedge funds do this all the time." Like, they manipulate the stock market regularly. So, like, why is it not okay for a bunch of people on Reddit to do it? Crazy. So, people made literally tens of millions of dollars doing this. But the downside is there's going to be a lot of people, forget the hedge funds, who are going to lose tens of millions or or a lot of money who are like, oh, I need to get in on this and throw, like, 20 grand in that they don't have and then, like, gone. Like, the stock is going to crater because... Obviously, GameStop is not worth what it's at right now. Like, there's no reason of for it. Of course not. It wasn't worth maybe at the eighteen dollars right. it was trading Ex- at. Exactly. So it's no different than a penny stock that gets like fake news about a drug that's going to be going to FDA approval, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And people are like, oh, there goes up three hundred percent, and then it craters, and then an hour. Same stuff's about to happen. It's just like you better get out now if you did go in, and if you haven't gotten in, I'm going to give you the advice Don't to go in. stay stay away. Just stay away. Stay. So yeah, I would. Uh, when if that would have happened, I would have bailed. Like when it was, if it was at eighteen dollars, I would have bailed. That it was like I should. I should put it on our Twitter account. He's up thirty three million dollars. Do it. Put it on there. I'll put it out there. I put it find. out there. Yeah. So that's it's. It's insane. I don't. I don't even know how it ties to sports, but I just find it interesting. I just tied it back to sports with Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen. There you go. Well Mets, done, Mets owner. He had to give someone two point eight billion dollars. I don't understand how you just have that lying around either. He's worth fourteen billion. So he gave what uh, more than ten percent of it to somebody. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows with those guys? But then people were actually so the Mets fans were concerned. There's a whole New York Post article. Mets fans are concerned about Steve Cohen's finances right now because of GameStop. Because the Mets got in trouble. This, here, we'll, we'll tie it all back to sports. The Mets ownership and the Wilpons got in trouble because you know why, right? 
Yeah, the, the uh, what's Ma- it called? Madoff uh, money. Madoff, yeah, got the pyramid. All their money was in Madoff. So, like, the Mets owners had no more money, so they stopped <laughs> buying players. So, yes, it all comes full circle back to sports. But GameStop, AMC, don't buy that stock right now. Just don't do that. That's our financial yeah. advice on front office features. Oh, yeah, we're, now we're giving financial advice. We should open up our own... Hedge fund. Uh, yeah, hedge fund. <laughs> Give us your money. We'll invest it for you. Oh, my goodness. We'll buy but a minor league baseball team. I would take it easy on that for a little bit. Uh, well, no, this is the, no, 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 Rob. The valuations are going down. This right. is the time you buy. We buy them Cor- low. We buy them low. We bring them back up. Correct. I still would take your time a little bit on did, that. Speaking of, speaking of that, did you see Jesse Cole is starting to try and do something else now? I didn't see, like, specifically. I saw he's trying to, like, take, like, a traveling baseball team around and, like, try to have different baseball. Like, he was trying to do it in my lovely hometown of uh, Mobile, Alabama, and uh, the the old ballpark there. So, yeah, he's he's trying to. What, is that, what does that mean, though, like a traveling baseball? They're just going to play random people? I guess so. I I, I haven't. Uh, you think he regrets not having sponsors right now? Because <laughs> he is an interesting fellow. We'll say that, and you can listen to him. He was one of our, um, and he was very nice, right? Jesse uh, took time. We actually did it on a Saturday morning, uh, and he took time on a Saturday to to do it. Uh, I, I it's actually one of the episodes I regret a little bit. I think that I wasn't as prepared as I should have been, and it was. Uh, you know, I, I, there's a couple of questions I should have I should have asked, but I didn't. Uh, but that was kind of uh, so. Anyway, you know, live and learn. But uh, yeah, he's an interesting cat, very full of energy, uh, thinks very differently. Uh, so I give him a lot of credit for doing what he's doing. But I asked him about the sponsorship stuff. Got a little pissed off at me <laughs> because I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like this, how does this affect the? You know, he's worried about the fans. He's wrong. He's wrong. I'm just going to tell you. I just, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, just, I, I actually think it enhances the uh, the fans' experience many times. That can also be annoying. There's some things that can be annoying, but um, I, I, I don't think that Speaking an of outfield reviews, sign. No, it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. I mean, there have been signs on the Green Monsters since, like, 1910, so, like, I, I don't understand. And then they all came down, and then they came back with Lucino. They did. <laughs> Larry up a coke bottle um the uh he wants to do that again with a polar can <laughs> it's gonna like fizz it's gonna like fizz off the top maybe of it. we'll see doug and dawn just did that with their park in hartford right they had like a coffee cup i think a coffee cup on top of the scoreboard it's uh circles around and then puffs steam when um when they hit a home run or something doug and donuts park that's um um but <laughs> Uh, what Duncan Park is? No, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of interviews, Spike Ball next week, CEO founder. It just blew my mind with the Duncan stuff. Um, I'll take it offline. <laughs> offline. All right. Anyway, um, so we got Spike Ball CEO. I'm anxious for that one because you know what you can do. Uh, he was on Shark Ball? Tank. Have you played Spike Ball? I have not played it like at a beach or anything. Me I neither. think someone had it around that I effed around with it a little bit, but it looks like a lot of fun. So he we have him coming, and then we also have and I did a pre interview interview with um their it's the company's called Let's Engage. And it's f- partly founded with 
president is Jake Olson, who is the the long snapper from USC who is blind. Yeah, that one sounds. So, good. Uh, his so this is this is going to be the epitome of front office features. This is I am so looking forward to this interview. The 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 president, CEO, co-founders, all graduated within the last year. Called Let's Engage. They have a platform, a full-on celebrity platform, where they're a booking engine for people who can go on. You have they have To, they have David Ortiz. I think they have like they have they have celebrities that you can go on and book these custom appearances for. And they started it as freshmen in college at USC. He was wow. Jake Olson's roommate, and they're like. Hey, this is there's no one there's nothing really out there where you can go do this. And they started this company. We always talk about do something, right? Like don't just say you want to do something, like do something. So I talked to these guys the other day as like a pre-interview for our interview coming up, and uh, that's going to be interviewed in I think a week uh, next week, um, which yeah. will co- so will come out in a couple weeks. But yeah, no, excited about that. So very uh, very Jake Olson obviously has a very cool story. I mean, he's a blind long snapper. Was it a thirty for thirty? It wasn't a full thirty for thirty, but it was one of those like Sports Center. It, things, I'm right? sure. I don't know exactly. I mean, I'm sure he has a ton of exposés on him. He's he's blind. He's playing football. Yeah, right. No, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Well, we'll save our other. We'll, we'll save our other topic for next week. What's our other topic? Baseball cards. Let's talk about that next week. Baseball cards are exploding. We had an interview. We had an interview with someone about that, didn't we? Didn't you interview somebody about collectibles or something? Yes, we had the Tops guy. Yeah, yeah, a guy from Tops. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, it was in the same interviews. Like you did a technology one, a base the Tops one, and yeah, we did. We did a couple combined. Those was those were those were uh, those were good. Uh, yeah, the baseball card world. Let's, let's just talk about it now because it kind of goes with that GameStop thing and is it is exploding. It's the you stock know, Gary, market. It's Gary really v the stock is, market. Gary V is like all in it. I'd be listening to some of his podcasts a couple of years ago, and he's like, "I'm getting in the cards, man. Getting in the cards. Back in the cards." They were huge. They, Did you cut cards when you were? A kid? Oh my god, tons, tons, yeah. tons, tons, tons. I have, I have, I have. I should do through. I keep telling Rachel this. I, I should go through. I have full sets from the '80s in my attic right now. Because I was a kid, I used to get the set every year, right for here? Christmas. Like at your attic here? Like yeah, yeah, no, here, no, here, upstairs. Like my parents got were cleaning out their house because they're reti- like take all your stuff. I have them like. I probably have some very valuable cards up there. Go do it. Have you seen what's going on? I know. I just, I know. I got to like, go. go upstairs. You're saying I'm in a pandemic burnout. Go look at old baseball cards. There's nothing more nostalgic. Oh, there's certain than ones. looking at old baseball there's cards. There's certain ones I can picture in my mind that was always just like, there's certain years that were just like cooler than others. Oh, that. And like, it just instantly takes you back to when you were. Were, you a, were you a Fleer kid or a Tops kid? More of Tops. Yeah, I was a Tops kid. Uh, more of a tops and the Don Ross and upper decks. Yep, upper decks. Yep, yep. And the, getting uh, a pack of baseball cards when you were a kid and like opening it up and seeing what was inside them was so yeah, much was fun. The and then best. what were the ones that had the gum, the stick of gum? Wasn't that tops? Was that tops? It was yeah. like a crappy stick of gum. It was the worst gum ever. It was so stale. It was <laughs> had so no flavor. St- Nothing. Yeah, I loved I love getting baseball cards. I used to go to a baseball card store, right? Like, and I used to go to card shows in the mall. Like, that's where they have yeah, autographs. Of course, not yeah. just not just baseball cards. Is uh, uh, Burlington that we would ride our bikes to, and I would stay there for a long time just looking at the different cards. And yep, you'd flip through them, and then like, yeah, it was the best. Those, but I was thinking like, the store owners must have hated us. Like, oh, oh yeah, because you didn't buy it. Here comes twelve year olds. Yeah, got it. 
So you're not going to buy anything. Oh, yeah. And these guys... You're just going to look through all the stuff. I wonder what these guys pain. did with all their inventory because now they'd be millionaires, some of this stuff. Some of the stuff is, is, is off the charts crazy. Yeah. So, But the, the, I, I wish. You should definitely do that. I, I should. Found, I just found like a, some old baseball cards, maybe not too long ago, but nothing of value. Like as I was looking through some stuff in the basement or whatever. And it instantly takes you back where it's like... Oh, that's, yeah, I could use that right now. I could where you, you know, I find a card and it's Stan Belinda. And it's like, Stan Belinda used to be my favorite Pirates pitcher forever. And it's like, you know, I remember Jeff Robinson was in the uh, was in the bullpen for the Pirates. And he had the same birthday as me. I have, them, like, I have them all in those those books. Those, remember those books? Like that oh, you, yeah, a ton yeah, of them. I have them upstairs, yeah. You know what else I found that came in books? Like... The CD books that you have oh, in yeah. your car, <laughs> and they're like all this custom CDs. They don't that even you make them make. any. They don't even make CD players anymore for cars. No, that's untrue. My 2017 Ford Explorer has a, has CD, a CD player. player. Has a CD player. Really? Never put a CD in there, but it has a <laughs> it has a CD player. You sure, it's not a DVD player. No, it's a CD player. <laughs> okay, all right. I think <laughs> no, they would have told me because. Where else would there be? There's no other screens besides the one right there in the, in the front. Because like my there's... my 2000, I have an Ultima. I have a, I have a DVD player, there, in Do my you front have, like, screen. Screens in the back? No, it's just like that. You can't be dri- It doesn't work when you're driving, but there's a DVD player. Oh, got it. Not that I've ever, I've never. Used, when the hell am I gonna sit in my car and watch a DVD? That seems absurd. That seems so weird. <laughs> First off, I'm not going to do it in the comfort of my own house. The last thing I'm going to do is is no. Is that would have been the watch the a DVD in the, I don't watch Netflix, car. but I go and watch DVDs in my car. That would have been like a, such a Rob Crane like fact. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've never seen a movie in my house, but I've seen 30 of them from the front seat of my vehicle. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, that's exactly what I'd have to say. What the hell are you talking about? All right, I'm going to go uh, find my baseball cards. It'll make you feel better, I promise. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'll see you. Later.